everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Fitness Girl Friday. Today, I am jacked up about talking about how to set the appropriate sized goal. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Fitness Girl Friday. Today, we're going to talk about something that so many people ask questions about, and so many people, not even just ask questions about, but so many people fail when doing, and that's the idea of how to set the appropriate size goal. It's often asked about and it's often improperly done when people go about goal setting. And so the few things I want to address today, number one, there's this balance that you need to find of meaningful and believable. Meaningful meaning that the goal is big enough that it's something that does fire you up, something that does light a fire under your ass, but believable in the sense that you need to truly believe that you have the ability to achieve it. Because if it's just something that does light a fire under your butt and it is really meaningful, but you don't think you can do it, you might start going gung-ho on it. But then after a week, when you realize that that was not even close to realistic, then you're going to stop. And on the flip side of things, most people don't fail on this side. Most people don't set a goal that's too small in my experience. But if you do set a goal that's too small, then you're just going to kind of go about it and you're like, yeah, this is easy. I really don't have to dedicate that much time, energy, and attention to it. And so you just kind of fall off because of that reason. So you need to find this balance of meaningful and believable. It's big enough that something that really fires you up, but it's not too big. It's something that you do believe that you can achieve if you really put your mind to it. A lot of you guys who might be following me more closely know that I'm currently spiking in the my personal area of my life, and I currently have a golf goal. And the way that I kind of verbalized my golf goal was that over a three-month period of time, I was going to essentially practice two times a week and play one time a week. And I wanted my end goal to be that I was going to spend a week and a half where I was going to play three rounds of golf. And during all three rounds, I shoot under an 82. And it's hard to come up with that goal because I have not played golf any kind of consistently over the last few years. And so I didn't know how much I was going to improve or anything like that. And so I didn't know exactly how to set the goal, but that just seemed right for me. And at the time that I'm filming this, in the past week, I've played two times and I shot a 79 and an 81. Now, both of those were on a par 71 instead of a par 72, but still not that much of a difference. But I shot a 79 and 81. And so both times were already under 82. And so that fuels me a lot that I feel like I'm, maybe a little bit ahead of where I thought I was going to be. But let's say I set the goal really big. Let's say at the beginning, I was like, you know what? I'm really going to go gung-ho on this thing. I'm really going to practice golf. I'm going to see if I can shoot below a 75 in all three of these rounds. Then what happens if I start to play? And, you know, maybe I shot 79, 81 now, but maybe next week I shoot an 85. The next time I shoot an 87, the next time I shoot an 82. And so it becomes to feel less and less realistic that I'm going to get that 75. What happens then? I might start to lose belief in my ability to achieve it. And so if I lose belief in my ability to achieve it, I might start skipping practices. I might only play nine instead of 18. I might just forget to book a tee time one week. And so if you set too big of a goal and you see yourself starting to fall behind or you see the goal as being something that might be unrealistic now, you're more likely to fall off your strategy and you are more likely to quit. It's like when a small school goes and plays a big school in football and immediately when they start getting killed four touchdowns behind, 
the way that they play just completely starts to change. They just start to get a little bit lazy and they start to make mistakes and they lose belief in themselves. And so they play a whole lot worse. But what happens if they maintain belief throughout the game? What happens if they're hanging in there in the first quarter? What happens if they're still in it in the first half? What happens if they're still in it at the end of the third quarter? That fourth quarter, they're playing their butt off because they believe that they can actually achieve this goal. But oftentimes we set ourselves up for disappointment by setting too large of a goal on the front end because we're super motivated on the front end. But then when we start to play it out, it becomes less and less realistic and we start to see ourselves maybe falling behind and so we quit. And so when it comes with the 10-week transformation with people that I personally coach, oftentimes I have people come in saying they want to lose 20 pounds in 10 weeks. And I've seen it happen before. I think I've had maybe five, six clients or so get 20 plus pounds in 10 weeks. But that's a lot. And let's say somebody sets 20 pounds in 10 weeks and they get into week number five and they've only lost six pounds. And I only say only because it's comparison to the pace that they which need to lose in order to get to the 20. So if they lose six pounds in five weeks, but in order to be, quote, on pace, they have needed to lost 10 pounds, then they feel like they're behind and they might be more likely to quit. They might more likely to fall off of their fitness and nutritional habits and routine, which sets them up for failure. In reality, it's like, no, you still lost six pounds. You're actually doing pretty darn good. You just need to keep going. And so we need to set a goal that, especially if we don't have that much insight as to what we think might be realistic, because a lot of times we set goals and we're not exactly sure what we can achieve. Same thing with my goal. I don't know exactly how much how low I can get my scores. And people with weight loss goals, they're like, I'm not exactly sure how much I can lose in a certain period of time. And so they just set a number out there and they set it too big. But what if you set it, it's still meaningful, but what if you set it small enough so that if you played it out, when you see yourself ahead, all you want to do is continue to run up the score because most people, let's say that same person is saying, instead of losing 20 pounds, said, I want to lose 12 pounds. And let's say week seven goes by and they've lost 12 pounds. That person's not just probably going to be like, chalk it up, boom, I'm good where I'm at. No, that same person is going to be like, oh my gosh, I've lost 12, I'm going to keep going. And so most people will continue to run up the score if they find themselves being successful. It's, it's what I just experienced, which is why I'm filming a podcast on this. I set the goal of under 82, but I saw myself over the last week shoot a 79 and an 81. And I'm not now responding with that with, oh, you know, this is actually not going to be that hard. I don't need to practice that much. I don't need to practice that hard. I'm following that up and responding as, oh my gosh, how low can I get this thing? How low can I actually shoot? And so if we set too big of a goal, we're setting ourselves up for disappointment. But if we set a goal that's, again, not too small, but it's just a little bit more on the conservative side because we're unsure of how much we can achieve. But when we set it a little bit more on the conservative side and we see ourselves maybe ahead of the game, we're more likely to continue to run up the score and keep going and not slow down and not get complacent. So I think that part is really huge. And then the last thing that I wanna say when it comes to how to set the appropriate size goal is to really gain insight as to what things slash obstacles slash challenges you actually have on your calendar between now and when you wanna complete that goal. The greatest example that I like to give is I had somebody who said they wanted to lose that 20 pounds in 10 weeks one time. And I asked her towards the end of the goal setting session that we had, okay, well, what do you have between now and the end of week 10? And she started to identify, I was like, do you have any trips, any vacations, any weddings, any bachelorette parties? What's going on? She started to look at her calendar and she realized she had her brother's wedding. 
And I was like, okay, well, you have your brother's wedding. In order to lose 20 pounds in 10 weeks, you have to lose two pounds a week. If you're going to your brother's wedding and you're you know, eating a lot and having wedding cake and having a lot of alcohol, then you're probably not going to lose two pounds that week. I wasn't telling her not to eat, drink, whatever. But I said, are you willing to not go overboard at that wedding? Are you willing to maybe not have wedding cake? Are you willing to be relatively regulated with your alcohol? And she was, and I was like, I don't care what your answer is. You tell me what you want to do, but you got to be honest with yourself and you have to have a plan beforehand. She was like, you know what? No, it's my brother's wedding. I know that I'm going to do these things and I'm okay with that. And I was like, okay, well, you're not going to lose two pounds that week. Maybe the goal is to sustain that week. And so instead of 20 pounds, we moved it to 18. And then we identified maybe two or three other things. And so we ended up with 12 pounds and she actually ended up losing 14 pounds, which was awesome. But the point is when you're trying to set the appropriate size goal, you need some practical insight as to what you have between now and the finish line of that goal. If on your calendar, you have three weddings, if on your calendar, you have a vacation, if on your calendar, your work schedule is absolutely nuts, you know, you have to maybe be a little bit more conservative than you would have otherwise been if your schedule was a little bit more free and a little bit more open. So again, how to set an appropriate sized goal? Three things. Number one, you have to find the appropriate balance between meaningful and believable, something that's big enough that does fire you up, but it's not too big to where you don't believe that you can actually achieve it. The second thing behind it is you want to pick it on the conservative side so that you don't set yourself up for disappointment for when you potentially could fall behind. You want to set yourself up for maybe being ahead of the game and letting that motivate you even further. And then that last thing is the third and final thing. You want to have great insight as to what challenges obstacles, vacations, trips that you have between now and the finish line of your goal, therefore giving you more insight as to what you're willing and able to do. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope it gave you some insight as to hopefully you're trying to set a goal right now or you're maybe in the midst of a goal and maybe you're in the midst of a big goal right now and it is getting a little bit unrealistic and you are falling behind a little bit. Give yourself permission to reassess the size of the goal and scale back and be a little bit more conservative if you need to. And if you enjoy this, make sure you share it with a friend or family member because you have a friend or family member that might be thinking about setting a goal right now. And what they're gonna do is they're gonna set it too big because right now they're really motivated and they're gonna set it really big and they're setting themselves up for disappointment when there might be a high chance that they fall behind. And if they fall behind, they're going to quit. They're going to be upset with themselves and you don't want that for them. So send them this episode. All you have to do is send them to nickcarrier.com slash podcast, or you can click those three dots and share it via text right now. Also, if you're in Nashville, I've got another 10-week transformation starting on May 30th, www.nickcarrier.com slash 10WT. If you lack self-confidence or if you just want more self-confidence or if you want to build better nutritional habits or better fitness habits or better water drinking habits, then this is the program for you. If you feel like you kind of know what to do, but you struggle to continually and consistently do it over a long period of time, the 10 week transformation is for you. Go to nickcarrier.com slash 10WT to sign up today. And that goes for people in Nashville and outside of Nashville because I've had so many virtual clients go through it as well. And they see just as good, if not even sometimes better results than the people in person because of the power of the framework that everybody follows. So if you're virtually and you want to improve those things, go to nickcarrier.com slash 
10WT and get signed up today. I can't wait to hop on a call with you to make sure that you set the appropriate size goal so that you can build those fitness and nutritional habits that you really want so that you can build the self-confidence that you really need and so that you can continue to get closer and closer to your best you.